Welcome back to Geeking Out Over Star Wars, our pre-celebration episode, which should tell you everything you need to know about this week's show. As always, I am joined by my co-pilot, my co-host, my Star Wars best friend, Jamari. Welcome aboard. I am happy to be aboard. And um, wow, is that an upgrade? The Star Wars best friend is that like a new title, like a new? I rank? think I think I you, you you know I feel like as we've you know if you it, at the beginning of all this I would have said uh, Star Wars acquaintance maybe bordering on friend, <laughs> uh, and then I think we moved into friend over the past couple years, and you know I think I think I'm ready to to put a label on it, man. I'm really I think I'm ready to put a label on it. You are now Star Wars best friend. I feel like I need the gold plate. The gold plate on on my door. Uh, just in, in about five days, you might be getting a uh, a nice little package with a little like a <laughs> like a, a little paperweight that will will have Star Wars best friend on it. I feel so, very important. I need a I need a, like a title. You, like you are you? I will get um, you a cer- I you know I didn't think about the certificate. All right, I'll get you a frame certificate also. You can put that. You can put that on the fridge. You can put that on the fridge. All right, for both. All right I got it. Wonderful. Are you are you ready for celebration? Oh my god. Oh, uh, words can words can't describe. For me, this is the Ahsoka celebration. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. Celebration of Ahsoka and um yeah, it's it it is going to be um I don't know. I'm just I'm buckled in, strapped in, and I'm still going I'm still going to lose it, but I'm strapped in anyway. Oh, I think it's going to be a fantastic show, actually, this year. I really do think it's going to be a good show. I know on the movie fronts, we're still... <laughs> Lucasfilm still can't get its crap together. Um, but I think it's actually still going to be a very exciting show. Before we get into that, and this is really our pre-celebration madness, and we're going to go into some of these panels and talk about what we're most excited for, what we think we'll see, all of that, whole nines. We, uh, we, we can do a little bit of this, this Week in Star Wars segment... Because, well, this week in Star Wars, we've had quite a few drops, uh, some of which you have watched, some of which I have read, and some of which we've both watched. Um, so we can start with the big one, and we were talking about it before the show, but Mandalorian episode chapter 21, am I correct, which is episode five of this season? Yes, I believe so, yeah. Uh, is out, and... I am still mixed, and I still don't think this show is the season is anywhere near as good as the first two seasons. Um, I did enjoy this episode, though, but there are some some things, and we won't go to a full-on discussion about it. Um, but this week's episode is out. It does have some pretty big developments, and I will say the show is starting to bring its different threads together a little bit. Uh, what do you think of the episode? I enjoyed the episode. I thought this was a good episode. This was. This was probably the first full episode where I was like, "Okay, yep, yep, all right, let's come on. We need, let's get uh, some more of this. A lot of action. Um, you know, we got some like the story's like moving. Whereas I feel like before this episode, the story, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what what we're doing, but I feel like the story's moving. Um, you know, we're finding out more about." the Moff Gideon situation a little bit and kind of slow drips and drabs. Um, and, um, and of course just Zeb. I mean, come on. I mean, Zeb shows up in the episode. 
Oh, full spoiler warning. Uh, full I'll put that, spoiler. I will put that. I will put that in the uh, in the episode description. In the title, yeah. but um. I will definitely put that in the description for the episode. <laughs> Be aware that yes, very early on in the episode, Zeb makes and Zeb famous um, famous member of the Rebels crew in Star Wars Rebels, uh, along with Sabine and Hera and Kanan and um, Chopper. No. Uh, yes. Oh, Ezra. Chopper also. Oh, yeah. Jeez, man. This is almost, it's not quite embarrassing is really botching the uh, the <laughs> the introduction to the show, uh, which obviously that everyone listening won't get to hear. Although maybe I'll put that in as a fun aside. But uh, yeah, and famous for that whole crew of the Rebels crew. So that was really good. And I think the perfect transition to live action. I know I've talked about earlier, like the first episode, alien, the alien species that we see, it always feels like I'm just watching a guy in a mask or in a, in a costume prop and it just doesn't feel real. Um, and it pulls me out of it. Not the case with Zeb whatsoever. Whatsoever. Yeah. It's obviously CG. There's like a heavy amount yeah. of CG there, but it's so well done that it doesn't look fake. It doesn't look out of place at all. And it's Steve Bloom, uh, same, same voice actor as as the character in rebels so i just i thought it was really good and it was a nice it was a nice little and a cameo that makes sense too you know it didn't didn't go out of a way it's a drop i'm hoping it's more i think it's another way they're kind of maybe gonna end on something that will lead into ahsoka um and just uh uh just another thing that'll gear us up for ahsoka later on and like like you're calling this this celebration the ahsoka celebration um, I do think that it could be the show could be leading towards something there, um, but I was happy with that. And then, of course, I think the show leading up to giving us back Moff Gideon, and you you mentioned it before the show that you didn't realize how much he was like integral to why so many of us, I included, enjoyed season one so much. Yep, yep, he absolutely was. Um, but. Yeah, even just the get, getting the hints up to him in this season kind of and me just being like, yeah, this is what we need. And it's like, yeah, we really do need uh, more uh, Giancarlo Esposito. He's just he's just an amazing actor, just in just anything he's in. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, a lot of theories out there surrounding why and what's going on. Um uh, with Moff Gideon, but um, but yeah, even so, I'm just I'm just glad to that he, that he'll be back and we'll be seeing him, um, we'll be seeing him again soon. And I feel like everyone kind of figured that he wasn't like just like either um, rotting in a cell or, or or like something like that or or anything. Or if he was, that he would be there long. Like we knew he would come back, but but they really do need him back. I think. I think not just John Carlo Esposito, which uh, his presence absolutely raises the level of every scene, but um, I also think that he represented, especially in season two, a clear end goal for our crew, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's the he was the antagonist. Yep, he is the villain. He is who the entire crew is working toward reaching and then beating. And so there was a clear direction. If there's one thing that the both of us have said about the season is that it's felt directionless. 
Yep. Um, and I think that having Moff Gideon back in play, whether or not it'll be he'll be the primary primary villain, having something for the show to build toward is a way for us to just feel more invested and for it to feel more organic. Uh, so I'm hoping it's I, I I think we knew that Moff Gideon would be back because the way they just kept saying, oh, trial, they kept mentioning there was no way they were just going to get rid of him um, and just did not feature the character anymore. Uh, so we had the Mandalorian episode. We also had the season finale. The last two episodes dropped for Bad Batch. So I did not watch these yet because I'm actually behind on the season. I'm up so, so 10 or 11. Um, but you have watched them, am I correct? Yes. Yep. And? And I can spoil it for you. No, I'm just kidding. I, I oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> these kind of jokes aren't funny, man. You don't do that. These kind of jokes aren't funny. I knew, I knew, when I went to the premiere of The Force Awakens back in 2015, mm-hmm. I remember sitting outside the theater. I, my showing was for 1030 at night. I remember sitting outside at the theater at 8 o'clock or 830. We got there so early because it wasn't reserved seating back then uh, at Empire. So you just, you got in and whatever seats you got, you got. But I remember sitting outside and the someone had left the freaking door open to one of the theaters. And wow. I'm sitting, I'm sitting and a bunch of us are outside, like as, 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 as nerdy as it could possibly get. Like, don't, like screaming, close the door, close the door. We're covering our ears and everything because we don't want to hear a single thing. <laughs> so um, in that vein, don't no you spoiler. dare. Don't yeah, you okay. dare. All right, spoiler-free, my spoiler-free uh, Bad Batch season finale slash season two review. Um, it's good. It's good. Um, there are surprises. There are definitely surprises. So I could definitely, I could spoil, I could spoil the heck out of the Bad Batch because there are some surprises and things that you may, probably did not see coming. No, definitely did not see coming. Oh. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, there are there are definitely there are things that you definitely didn't see coming, um, that I hadn't seen any theories on online or anything, um, or at least uh, I'm sure someone somewhere on some Reddit board somewhere <laughs> theorized these things somewhere, but but I hadn't seen them. So, um, so yeah, there are some surprises, um, you know, definitely there. Like it ended, and I was like, "Where's season three? And a lot of, if you're a Bad Batch fan, people are like, a lot of emotions. There's a lot. There's a lot. And, you know, so this season was, this was a better season than season one. This was a good season. Um, And there were, there were less kind of, there were less, I think, I feel filler, like kind of just, you know, just here, just episodes that are just like, exist and where they're just doing some random shipment or something um and and even those episodes that were in the season were better than last seasons so this was definitely an upgrade and omega is just more able to do more similar to, to kind of ezra's slow transformation in rebels yeah 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 he, yeah like omega is just able to do more so um but yeah this was a good this was a good finale um yeah, I, it was very good. Was you very have good. you have me looking. You have me looking forward to to seeing it. I as I said to you yeah. before this show, the thing about the second season I've enjoyed, and I do think it's definitely a step up from the first season. 
I do think the finale from the first season felt more like a mid-season finale to me. I don't know why. It just didn't feel like the, I don't know, the gut punch. And maybe that's just because of what I've gotten from used to Star Wars over the last few years. Um, and I, you know, the first few seasons of The Clone Wars did not have gut punches, you know. But yeah. the, 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 every season of Rebels had a gut punch in its finale. And, I, you know, from the fighting the, the you know, first Inquisitor in season one and then vader and ahsoka season two and thrawn and three and four it's 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 always been a big gut punch so i guess the destruction of Kaminoa, Kamin, the Kaminoan cloning facilities was sad it just didn't feel like a like i don't know i didn't feel like oh the season ended it felt like a mid-season finale um but it's nice to see um, it just seems to be like they're they're getting darker with season two. They're getting more political with season two. Um, so I am excited to finally finish the season, which I'll definitely do this weekend. Oh, and, and it has some Easter eggs in it, too. It was oh, very fun. It was very fun. Oh, I'm excited. I, I do love when things tie together. I do love when things tie together. I do love some Easter eggs. Um, the other things that dropped this week are on the publishing side of uh, the the force. And that is the final issue of the f- final issue of the four issue miniseries by Charles Soule, um, The Blade, which is about um, Porter Angle and his sister, quote unquote, Barash. Uh, and I will tell you right now that it was a fantastic final issue. Wow. I know you have not gotten to read it yet. I think it's a great oh. final issue. And I wish you had I, 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 I you have not read it. And I wanted to talk about one specific aspect, but I guess I will have to just text you like some kind of common folk, not Star Wars best friends. But um Don't demote me, you can't do that. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm I am trying to resist demoting you. I won't do it. I won't do it. I'm trying to trying to find my calm. Finding my calm. But uh, I do think it's a great final issue. It leads to a, an interesting development for him and um well you'll start to learn some things and then get hints at what a future might hold for porter angle besides what we okay. see in phase one of oh, uh the high republic when he's on um i'm forgetting the planet but with bells that afar where loading gray storm right. gets uh, abducted uh so there's there's that and then there's also the seventh the seventh issue of the High Republic mainline comic series by Kevin Scott. Um, and it is... Um, I think this series is not as good as the first. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask what were your overall thoughts... What are your overall thoughts on, on that, I, that series so far? Yeah, I think it's got its decent moments. Um, I think there are definitely moments that I really enjoy, and I think the best moments, 100%, have been when they tied into the Battle of Jeddah. Um, when when yeah. things were going on that crossed over with the audiobook, that those were cool moments. Seeing people lose it in the square, and then seeing the Path of the Open Hand approach the Convocation, seeing the Leveler lurking through the shadows, all of that. Um, I really enjoyed, and when I got to see it on the page, that was great, and that's what, issue four and on, I think, or... Yeah, it's four and on. Four is when the um, the herald tries to talk to the convocation and tells them to stop right. using the force. And after that, it's just um, it's mayhem on the streets. And I think it's great. 
um, the statue and everything coming down. I think I just don't think Vildar Mac is the most compelling of characters. I I think you can tell he's got like trauma um, from his past as a child, but in terms of like motivations as a character now, they touch on it some more in this episode, but it just doesn't feel as. It feels like we're definitely getting. We're, it feels like Kevin Scott is working towards a specific story beat that we're starting to see play out. I think once you see it at the end of episode uh, issue seven, when you read it, I think it's really starting to play out. But I really think that it's just, it's not as like the first issue felt very important um, in in everything, and I felt it better. It, it didn't. It felt like it was moving things along, whereas this issue feels like it's actually stretching out um, this initial, this visit to Jeddah too, too long. It just, it's, yeah, well, I mean, the first issue had, was 12 issues, so it was two issues longer, but they visited multiple different places, and it takes place over the span of a year. It takes place over the span of the entire um, phase one, which in real time, actually, in book time and real time, is like a year long. That's what I really loved about one of the things I really loved about it also. But this is literally just one moment from when he sets foot on Jeddah and then within a couple of days everything happens and the whole series is taking place over just this one this one event, which is very important, but it just feels like it's not moving anywhere and I'm just not as invested. But again, by the end of the issue, some bigger stuff happens that I'm like, oh, that's going to be kind of really interesting if it goes in the way that I think it's going and if there's some theories thrown, uh, floating around and everything. So definitely worth checking out for sure. Um, I do think it's one of the better, more recent issues, um, but I don't love the series. And how are, how are you liking the series? I know you haven't read the most recent ser- uh, issue. Um, I'm in, I, overall, I'm enjoying it. Um, I would say not quite as much as the the this the series from last phase. Probably mm-hmm. I, I could say probably overall. Um but again I honestly I think that just speaks to how good phase one overall just was. It was oh really yeah. Um but but yeah, I, I'm still enjoying it. Um I I like Vildar Mac. I do I would probably agree with you though that they, they could probably um I don't know, just just kind of maybe get to the point in terms of what what this trauma is that he's dealing with yeah and some of the other and then like i'd probably want to see him i, I don't know i guess uh well, they address guess, it i'll be honest i don't know without a spoiler they address it in episode seven but okay. it's no. it's still mostly a throwaway mm. it's not wow. anything that's going to really it, it plays into the character it gives him a little bit more depth but it doesn't really mean much of anything it seems like to me and, out of a small connection. And I also do like, and I feel bad that I'm forgetting his name, the one that was a, that was a uh, Guardian of the Will. Or, Tay, Tay Sarek? Yes, Tay Sarek. Yeah. I, like, I do like his character. He's and had I, the I, most... I, thought, I, thought I hate his character. But yeah, I so did I. I, so, I thought I was going to be the same thing. I thought I was not going to like his character. <laughs> I, was ready. The... I, was like, I was like, this is annoying. I don't like this. This is going to ruin my experience. And it didn't. It, no? It was, it was he's I like I really like what they're doing. He uh he has the most development I would say out of I agree, yeah. Out of all of the characters. Alright, so um that is the end of this week on Star Wars. So there's definitely a bunch of a couple up oh. a couple issue what what oh, I missed. Also, also, and I hate to not just bring this up on you, but um have you finished um No the novel that's Which out. novel? The uh prequel to um Survivor. No. Battle no. Scar. 
Yes, I did battle scars. I did not finish. Should okay. I? Should is it? Is it like I, worth I me? Urgent? Is it worth the urgency? No. Uh, un- un- no. Unfortunately, I, I, I couldn't don't. couldn't say so. I'm I'm getting I'm close to finishing. I'll probably have it done within the next. Uh, definitely have it done within the next couple of days. Um. I think I'm DNCing it, man. Really? I think I'm DNCing it. I, I'm okay. gonna be honest, and I rare I don't say this much, and I don't usually like to say this actually too, because like, what right do I have? I don't think it's that well written, wow. or okay. or anywhere near as well written as say most other Star Wars stories. Wow, like the Star Wars, like of recent of the since the Disney purchase. I know that yeah. there have been a few that you haven't liked either, and there have been a few that have, like, whatever. They haven't yeah. really been great. But in terms of, like, the writing, I mean, yeah. I just thought it it's not that. I just think it's not that. And I'm having trouble getting into it. I haven't gotten very far at all. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't recommend it. I can't. Uh, and I'm almost done with it. I'm going to finish it. Yeah. But I can't recommend it at this time. Um, and it's like... It's kind of sad because one of those books where I'm like, I mean, I like the character. I, I play. I love the first game. I love Fallen Order. I like the characters. Um, but this story is just, it's very limited and contained. And I can That's say, and, and not to spoil, and I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to give any any specific details. I would be okay with you doing that, honestly. <laughs> but like, well, I, I would, I would, we'll talk about that later, though. But keep going. Yeah. But just as an overall story. This doesn't feel like anything that you would need to play the next game, or that would enhance your experience playing the next game. And I and I, and, I, and that's kind of sad, but it's I think it's true. Like yeah, I, don't I, think this, I don't think this is gonna make me playing Survivor any better, honestly. Or worse if you miss it. Yeah, yeah, or worse. Like if like, if you didn't read the book, I don't think you're you're not gonna go in and be like, oh, you really missed out. Like like not really. So what I'll probably do. So I would love to have an episode before Survivor comes out, or let's say in the middle of when Survivor's out, because we're not going to both finish it within the first week. Like that's, um, well, yeah. maybe maybe we'll. I know that I definitely won't because I just won't have that time for you yeah, know thirty yeah. straight hours. Yeah, I won't have the time. <laughs> no, no, out of the time. no, it won't happen. But I would love to at least talk about the book in some way or the events and talk about how it could tie into things. But from yeah. whatever, every all the words, uh, all of the reactions I've seen online, and it's been varied. Some people have really liked it. Some people have really not liked it. Yeah. Um, it does. I I wanted it to be something that felt. And, you know, I get I get releasing a book like if they had released this book, let's say a year or two ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just like okay. You're not getting a new Jedi game for like four or five years, but we're going to release this in the middle. This is what our crew is doing halfway through the time. Just a fun little adventure with them, you know, like this is just this is the crew that you've grown to love. Grease and and Marin and Cal and Seer. This is the group you've and BD1. This is a group you've learned to love. Let's just have a small little fun adventure that will have some, you know, some development and might lead to something, you know, but not necessarily need to be so connected. And it's not pertinent you read it that's fine this being billed as like the prequel to the new game like like when you when i read catalyst before rogue one that feels like required reading yeah catalyst 
completely enhanced my Rogue One experience. Oh, exactly. And I actually feel bad for everyone who didn't read it. That went into Rogue One thinking it didn't have enough development. When I'm like, yeah. no, mate, like, yes, you shouldn't have to read a novel. You shouldn't <laughs> have to read a novel before going to see a movie. But I will tell you that it made Rogue One, like, more than marginally better. Yeah. Um, I- so that's kind of what I want from... If I'm going to read a tie-in novel or something that's supposed to be billed as a prequel to Jedi Survivor, uh, I want it to have a little more impact and really show me something that's going to to impact the second game or lead to something in the second game. Um, so I'll probably end up doing the Easter eggs video that um, Star Wars Explained does for yeah, the yeah because he they usually end up taking you by doing those Easter egg videos also ends up taking you through like the whole events of the story. And I'll probably do a, a quick like summary read online. Um, but it's a, it's a bit of a shame. It's a bit of a shame. Because I, I was very, very excited for it. Because I am incredibly excited for Jedi Survivor. Um, yeah. I just think this isn't it. Um, okay, so that actually ended up taking up more time than I intended. But which, that's okay. We had a lot of Star Wars to talk about. And I love when we have so much Star Wars to talk about. And I also love talking about anything random Star Wars. So, that is quite okay. For now, though. Or not for now. And now... This is our pre-celebration madness. This is what are we looking forward to? This is going into some of these panels and figuring out what we think we're going to see and 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 whatnot. I, 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 like I told you before, I did not realize that I actually will be in in England at the time because I originally wasn't when I first turned down going to the show. I was like, ah, I'm not going to do it. It's too much money. And then, well, now I'll be there. But. I won't be at Celebration, so that's okay. But I do want to go through, and, and so I sent you this list already. Um, I don't know if you have it pulled up. Do you have it pulled up? I do, yeah. You have it pulled up. Beautiful. So I'm going to go day by day, and I think just kind of talk about the, call. you know, say what the, the cur- what the panels are, and then I'll ask you what your favorite is. We can talk which ones we're looking forward to the most, um, and then just talk about it, what we think we might see. Um, so starting on Friday, April 7th. So the show runs from Friday, April 7th to Monday, April 10th. Um, Friday, April 7th, it starts off with Lucasfilm's Studio Showcase. As per StarWars.com, uh, they write, Star Wars Celebration returns, launching with a must-see showcase that will kick the weekend's festivities into hyperdrive. Lucasfilm's current crop of live-action filmmakers will be joined by special guests to discuss the many current and upcoming Star Wars adventures, including The Mandalorian, Andor, and more. Um, then we have London Calling, designing Star Wars productions in the UK. Uh, and then we also have the making of Andor Season 1, which executive producers Tony Gilroy and Diego Luna and their team of creatives recount the making of the epic first season of Star Wars Andor. What are you looking forward to? So, so before we get into that, I just have one question. Ooh, How much yes. of this will be streamed? Oh, ooh, that's a great question. The big stuff has to, right? Right. No, no, so. no. Because the Mandalorian season three panel last year wasn't sh- wasn't streamed, or was it? And they just didn't show us the the clip. No, it wasn't streamed. You're right. It wasn't streamed. So yeah. how much of this? How much of this first one will be streamed? I think all of these three will be streamed. I think of the ones on Friday, the studio showcase they stream. Because that's like, that's going to be, if they have movie news, that's where they're putting it. If they, if, if they're going to, I, I just think that's where they're going to put it. That's when they're going to, if they're going to release a release date for the second season of Andor, this is where they're going to say it. 
um, if they're going to give us a sneak peek at The Mandalorian Episodes 7 and 8, this is where they're going to put it. I think they'll show us the studio showcase. And I think they'll definitely show us London um, Club. And I, I would hope so, too. Because, yeah, I think you also need to build up a little goodwill in your Star Wars fan base after, at least on the movie front, not yeah. delivering in years. In and years. Like, honestly, like, at this point, especially with like especially like as a star wars fan now it's like i'm gonna find it online i'm gonna find oh yeah the person that just has a shaky cam and just was willing to risk getting kicked out of celebration for this because someone's gonna risk getting kicked out of celebration for this someone will get kicked out of celebration for this but they're still gonna post it online and i'm gonna find it and i'm gonna watch it you know like yeah. it's it's and a shame if- that that you know but just stream it. <laughs> but if you're going, if you're go, if that's going to happen anyway, why not garner the publicity you want, like on your page, on your YouTube channel, on your page through official Star Wars marketing? Why not garner it that way versus yeah. it being uploaded on some someone's shaky cam? And then also, you not getting to completely accurately represent what you're showing because we know on a shaky cam, it's not going to look anywhere near as good as if you uploaded it. Or streamed exactly. and then so we're getting a faulty first impression of whatever yep. you're really excited to show us exactly and it's not like it's not special for the people there because they got to see it at celebration in a they massive got, exactly theme. it doesn't make it any less special for them it does not so yep. i think that they need to just stream all of these big they just need to stream all of these honestly really? i think so, i really think there's no reason not to there's no reason that they have cameras set up in every single one of these um, event halls. Every one of these stages, yep. they have cameras set up. There's no reason not to stream. Um, yep. So working backwards, the Luc- Lucasfilm Studio Showcase is obviously the big one, right? I'm not working backwards. Yep. I'm starting with the big one. Um, it's the big one. It's it's We're going to... Cur- many current and upcoming Star Wars adventures. I think we get a release date for Andor Season 2. I think, or at least like a release year. Like they'll tell us whether it's this year or next year, and it'll right. probably be next year. Um, they'll they'll probably tease what's coming in the Mandalorian finale. They'll get John Favreau and Dave Filoni out there. Sure. Um, they will tease a little bit of Ahsoka, but then know that they have an Ahsoka panel the next day, so they won't say too much. They might give us more info on Skeleton Crew, maybe a trailer. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, and maybe we'll get anything from the Acolyte. I do think yeah. so. I think there's one month of apparently there's one month of principal production left, but that means they still have like a um, behind the scenes video that they could do, like one of those featurette yeah. making of yeah. that will have like a little bit of off camera footage and everything. Yep. Um, I think that's what we'll get. And I'll be, I'll be, I will be. I would love a trailer. God, I would go crazy for a trailer. Oh my god. Oh my god, the whole place would go crazy for a trailer. <laughs> but I will say I will be more than happy and satisfied with a featurette, like a behind-the-scenes featurette. Talk about mm-hmm. it. Talk about the influences. Talk about uh, – give some hints into where the show is going. Talk about the High Republic era a bit. I will yeah. be more than happy. Do we think they talk about any Star Wars news? Uh, movie news, I mean. Obviously, Star that's, Wars news. That's the kicker. That's the thing because that honestly would be like the icing cherry on top. But I will add an asterisk depending on what it is. Yeah. Um, because the sequel trilogy has a lot of kind of mixed reaction among the fandom. And um, I just, I don't know. 
I, I don't I don't even know how this uh, well I'm sure the celebration crowd would go crazy over anything but oh my god yeah yeah they'd go crazy over anything but I don't but in terms of the, just the fandom at large I don't know how I don't even know how I'd react if they announced oh Star Wars episode 10 you know uh, yeah will be released in you know 2026 or whatever I don't know how I'd react to that I, I don't even know how I'd react to that I think that one they're not touching the Skywalker and episode 10s, I think they're not going to touch that uh, for years. I wouldn't think so. I, would I wouldn't not. think so. Honestly. I think what people are going to want, the fandom at large and people in attendance are going to want, is something concrete. We've had yeah. too many years of, you're getting this movie from this director. Oh, we're not making that. You're yeah. getting this movie from this director. Oh, that's not happening. Oh, this creator signed on. It's a Damon Lindelof series. Oh, wait, yeah. he's no oh, longer no. writing it. No, he's he's dropped out of the project. Oh, you're getting the... um. Uh, obviously, people don't like the final season of Game of Thrones, but you're getting D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Nope, yeah. they're gone. You're getting a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Nope, that's not happening. You're getting a Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron. Huh? Delayed indefinitely, if not outright canceled. Right? So yeah. we the only things we know are currently being worked on is the what, Taika Waititi film, which is apparently still just even being written, and the... um the, it was still working on that. <laughs> yeah. So apparently they're still working on that. Uh, Damon Lindelof's um, project, they still did replace him with a writer, and they have a director, the same director's attached. So as of right now, while he has dropped off, they have a new writer, and it's still moving forward. So hopefully that materializes. Uh, the Kevin Feige film is not happening anymore. Um, and wow. then, uh, what was that last? So there was, there was one more. Oh, and then technically, the only thing that has not been like announced to be canceled, we just have zero update, is the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yeah, the Ryan Johnson, and yeah, he says he 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 says he's still doing it, or he still wants to do it. Yeah, it's still uh, there, and I think they will. Like oh. if he with the, I guess especially with the success of these Knives Out films, which are fantastic. So the good. second one's just as good as the first one. It's insane. I'm very excited for the next one. I think you don't like if this man wants to make Star Wars, you just let him. So if it's going to be in a year from now, or it's going to be in five or six or ten years from now, I still think you let him make his trilogy. You let him set a trilogy in whatever era he wants, completely unconnected mm -hmm. to anything else, and you yep. let him tell his own Star Wars story. Uh, so I hope we get that. I think Studio Showcase, the Studio Showcase, if they're going to show, if they're going to announce anything movie news wise, I don't want to hear about something new. I want to see. Repeat. I want to see something from a new movie i want to see a featurette of people actually sitting down and planning out and talking about it if taika watiti is doing it i want to see a, i want to see a little video of him him talking about how he's hard at work and these are the concept images or whatever like let us know that it's something concrete and not just a a little pipe dream that's not going to come to fruition because they keep jumbling the bag which i don't get which i don't understand because they're doing the tv game so well they are doing the TV games so well that, and they can't get their movie game together, and it does not make sense to me. And I, I'm sorry, you cannot just blame it all on Kathleen Kennedy. I don't know what's going on though. Yeah, I feel like oh, I feel like the Kenobi series should have been a movie. Oh uh, yeah, I think that could have been a movie. But that's that. Uh, that's kind of a whole other. That whole is other. a whole. That is a whole other bag you're opening, man. Uh, we don't got time for that. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, but but like. I but honestly, like I don't know. I mean, these just I feel like I think there's a good chance we don't hear about a movie. I don't uh, think so either. I, I think, think there's a chance we don't a lot. Hear about a movie. Yeah. 
No, that's sad. And it's upsetting. And I feel like, because while, yes, I am loving the small screen uh, Star Wars we're getting, like, there is there is nothing like, I, even for Solo and Rogue One, there was there is nothing like going to a theater for yeah. a Star Wars film. Like it's an Wars. event. It's an event. Going to see Star Wars, Rogue One or Solo, or any of the sequels, regardless of how people felt about Last Jedi and Rise oh. of Skywalker, going to see them is still an event. It's an event. It's a whole... And, and it's it, it's something, as a Star Wars fan, especially particularly as a Star Wars fan, that you never forget. I remember every single movie um, um, it, well, particularly any of the re- all of the recent movies. I yeah. remember every single, every single one. Every I single remember one. each theater, theater experience. Listen, man, I did not yeah. like Rise of Skywalker. We know this. I remember each time I went yeah. to go see it, and I saw it three times. Wow, you saw that three like, times? I saw it three times. I went, the day it came out, I went on Christmas morning, and then when I went to Disney during that break, in uh, Christmas break, I went to Disney, and I saw it that first time we came in, in Disney Springs. Like, I saw it three times, and I still don't love the film, but, like, I know exactly when I went to see it, because it's an event every time. The Last Jedi, an event. The Force Awakens? Jesus Christ. Oh, The Force Awakens, oh my goodness. But you know what? Like, let's say they do hold off, and we don't get another Star Wars movie for... I don't know, a few more years. It will be a massive thing when it does come out, though. It will be huge. Like, yeah. Star Wars not has not set been a movie. Like, you know they're going to bring their marketing game. You know that they're going to absolutely... If it does come out, it's going to be huge. So, and I, and I, I would eat it up. I would eat up all the marketing, oh. all the lore, all the books, everything. I would just, Every single thing. Every single thing, and it will crack a billion dollars easy. Absolutely, hundred percent easy. Star Wars will always crack a billion dollars easy. People want to see it, even if they even. And to be fair, the farther enough from the sequel trilogy, the more goodwill you will also have garnered. People will be more willing to go back. So, like in that in that aspect, give it some time. That's fine. The TV the TV stuff is thriving. It's Mm -hmm. thriving. Um, Even if people don't like. Mandalorian, or they don't like Book of Boba Fett, or they didn't love um, Obi Wan Kenobi. I saw mm-hmm. some. Oh God, I was reading. I was reading an opinion piece on Obi Wan Kenobi earlier, and about all the retcons it's doing, and how it like just you know destroys the canon from A New Hope. And I'm I'm just I'm ready to throw my phone when I read that stuff. Um, but that's another that's another conversation. Like your bag, there's another conversation to be discussed another time. Um, so I'm gonna go through these because I definitely. Uh, I don't have as much time for the rest of this episode as, as I would have hoped, but um, I do still want to talk about these. Um, London Calling, uh, designing Star Wars productions. Uh, cool. I mean, it, I think because it's in London and London is where just right. a lot of the stuff uh, takes uh, the UK productions and um, the London Symphony in terms of like, I know that's not part of it, but like London has a big, um, you know, presence for Star Wars and it's where they do a lot of their stuff, production stuff. I am very, very excited for the making of Andor season one. Me too. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Um, Andor season one was top shelf Star Wars, and and this, and I don't, I don't really watch making of stuff, but very excited for this actually. I think it's going to be, and that's because I think Andor is some of the best Star Wars visual Star Wars ever created. So. Mm, wow. I just, just I, I know 
crazy statement, but I think Yandere is just actually that good. I do. All right. Uh, let's move on to Saturday. Saturday has a lot, a lot. Obviously, it's the big day. It's the it's yep. the it's the marquee. Weekend, yep. Uh, so we start off with what you were uh, dubbing the theme of the whole show. We start off with the Ahsoka panel from eleven to twelve, um, where Dave Filoni, John Favreau, and special guests wink, wink, nudge, nudge, for a look at the upcoming Disney Plus series Ahsoka. We get a trailer, one hundred percent. We get a behind-the-scenes featurette, 100%. You get both. You get both. You get all the cast, and you get the crew. Um, is, this, is this your most anticipated for this, that weekend? Uh, yes, easily. I really hope it's streamed, or if not, we just get a trailer drop at the same time. And, um, you know, and I think we will get the, the I think the ghost crew, we're going to see the ghost crew. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, um, Ezra, Hera, Sabine, Chopper, we're getting the ghost crew and Ahsoka, obviously, of course, this, the star of the show, uh, it's going to be so great. Uh, I do think, I think they're going to roll. I would not be surprised if they roll out Chopper onto the, like onto the carpet, onto the stage. Um, I think they're going to, uh, big thing. They know it's the big thing for 2023 that this um is really what people are really excited about ahsoka has become one of the most beloved characters in star wars absolutely and do you think we will see thrawn yes oh yeah yeah if 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 not like visual like def definite right like if they don't if he Mm -hmm. well one i think they would Bring him out as like actually I think yes okay let me revise let me let me I'm thinking about this on the fly because I didn't think about it before um, I think they have the crew and then halfway through the panel when they're discussing they tease and then they bring out whoever they're playing oh, having man. play Thrawn I think they'll do that I think they'll give us some of the organ playing that um, that uh, uh, I'm tr- I'm drawing a blank on who does all of the rebels and um, music uh, he's phenom- phenomenal Kevin God. Drawing a blank, but he should be like hired for all Star Wars projects because he's fantastic. He does Bad Batch, he did Clone Wars, he does Rebels. Fantastic. I think they play some of that organ music because I love I love this stuff for Thrawn the theme. I think, yeah. I think we see Thrawn. I think that's you send the crowd into a frenzy if you announce Thrawn halfway through or even at the end. They're gonna they're gonna need EMTs. Oh yes, they will. People are going to especially you can get the same actor who does the Yes. You can, and he would put a little bit of prosthetics on him. He's, oh, easy, uh, easy. I think that's going to be very good. Um, so I am excited for the Ahsoka panel. Um, after that, bringing worlds to life, the concept artists of ILM. Um, so this is members of the Industrial Light and Magic Art Department as they take you behind the scenes to explore what goes into bringing a director's vision to the silver screen. From their work on the original trilogy to the prequels to the latest films, and beyond, um, you learn how these movement moments are made. I think that's really cool. Another thing I'd love to watch, like a, that's like a panel. If it's streamed, I would love to watch afterward. You know, um, yeah, yeah, kind of to take in as like, oh, I was just a fan of Star Wars and a fan of this process. I would love to watch. Yeah. Um, after that is my most excited panel, uh, my most anticipated panel, and the one I'm most excited for, and that is the High Republic panel. Um, so that's right. I'll read it. Centuries before the Skywalker saga, there was the High Republic, 
Join Luminous authors and Lucasfilm editors for an in-depth conversation about epic new tales spanning books, comics, audio, and beyond, including all new announcements and reveals from the High Republic Phase 2 and a sneak peek of what's to come in Phase 3. Um, yeah, I told you, this has become my favorite era in Star Wars. It it just has. And so this will be within the last two months of Phase 2. So they've in the last uh, High Republic show, I don't know if you watched that on YouTube, um, the the monthly high republic show yeah i i i I tend not to because i'm so not caught up usually all the time and and they they spoil uh they do yes they do (laughs) if you're not if you're not completely caught up and you're weeks behind on reading something it will spoil it um but i will say they teased season three and a phase three announcements which we know is happening at the end of the month so i want to know about these characters i want to know how it ties in i want to i want some hints at where buriaga is where is buriaga uh buriaga so i i I want to know i want to know emotionally i still haven't recovered from that i haven't recovered either man i'm so i'm just so invested in this whole era like i'm i'm starting to actually dread when when phase three ends like i'm already thinking about i don't want this era to end like I don't want this storytelling to end, like this level of interconnectedness. But the good thing though is that it's established though, so it they is. can just keep writing more and more and and you know. I just I want to see Lucasfilm do more of these publishing initiatives. I think they yeah. these groups of authors. So if you don't if this higher public phase three ends, and that's it for higher public, we might still get the occasional story or book here because now it's an established era and they can just put whatever stories they want into it. But like get do another whole another era, either post Skywalker saga or go farther back to the old Republic, get a new bunch of authors and have them like do a whole summit and do another thing. Right? Let them let make that playground and create a whole new era and, and give us so many things. Um so I'm very excited for the High Republic um, uh, panel, which I assume you are as well. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, and seeing what's coming in, in phase three, I'm still not even, I'm still like processing phase two. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. going to be a lot. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. I am very excited. All right. So after that, we have the 40 years of Return of the Jedi, because this year does mark the 40th anniversary. Um, so I will read this one because it's a big one. Uh, 40 years ago, Return of the Jedi was the highly anticipated sequel that Star Wars fans had been waiting years to see. And the last Star Wars theatrical adventure to be released for the foreseeable future. Man, can you believe thinking you wouldn't get to see another Star Wars movie for 16 years? Counted as a favorite episode by many, Return of the Jedi's story, characters, settings, and score still resonate with fans today. And its 40th anniversary offers the perfect opportunity to celebrate this time-honored classic. Join special guest host Ming-Na Wen as she chats with Star Wars legends of the past, present, and future about the influence of this beloved chapter in the galaxy far, far away. This is another one that will I be clamoring for in the moment? No. Will I want to watch afterward? Yes. Yeah, 100%. I agree. 100%. Um, then we have the Creator Cosplay Workshop, uh, the Young Jedi Adventure Screening. Um, I know it's a kid's show. Like Disney Junior and all that, I will watch this. It's yeah. high. Re- it's high Republic. I will gonna, watch it. You're gonna watch Young Jedi Adventures? Well, I'm, yeah. I know I'll the first probably, three shorts are actually already up on their YouTube channel. I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably give it a look. Um, I don't know how much of it I'll watch. I may watch like one, just to kind of see what, what, see what, what they're doing. But it's, it's, 
I think this one is geared for such a young, such a young audience. That I'm just like, I mean, but Yoda's in it. Yeah. But Yoda's in it. Yeah, but I'm. I mean, Yoda's gonna but, be like talking to younglings and stuff. But like Yoda's that. in it. I don't know. But, but Yoda's in it. <laughs> no, I feel you. It's really. It's gonna. It might be one of those things. I say I'm gonna watch, and then I start, and I go, Yeah, this is not my vibe. Yeah, that's. What but I mean. I mean, that's I, okay. It's similar to uh, Resistance, honestly. But like, oh, yeah, this I'm, is on another level. It's on like another level. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I and I shouldn't have watched all of Resistance, but like I watched every single. <laughs> oh dear god um i did not watch resistance and i well now after hearing everything don't have any desire to go back um but i'll give this especially since it's high republic i'm so much more keen to check it out you know because i'm just so yeah. give me everything high republic yep. um okay then there's the hasbro star wars and indiana jones panel so all of the all of the the um on the the collectible side of things um, then Creature Cantina, and then Clone Wars 15-year anniversary panel, because it has been 15 years since the Clone Wars animated movie. The much maligned Clone Wars animated movie, I should say. Um, that is one thing. Yeah, the, the, the movie has not um, gar garnered the love that the series has over the no, years. No, I, the movie's... I don't think I've seen that movie since... All right, well... Since... Uh... Wow, since 2008? Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Oh, or geez. well, no, that, that may not be true. I I, <laughs> I I may have watched it like maybe once somewhere. It's been many years. It's been at least like at least like ten oh, years. Very no, long. no, I I've watched it every I've watched it every few years. I actually really I don't hate it. I, I think especially knowing where it goes, and I think yeah, the fact that like. Uh, and the fact is, listen, like, I think getting, I know everyone hated Ahsoka back then, but seeing where she comes from, seeing, and the fact that um, in the Clone Wars movie, Christopher Lee plays Dooku again, and not just um, the voice actor from the show, it's actually Christopher Lee in wow. the, yeah, and it's kind of cool to really hear, you know, after watching Attack of the Clones, it's it's cool to actually hear him, especially since, you know, he's, you know, RIP, he's gone now. Um yeah. To 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 get that dose of him as Camp Dooku is like just I really enjoy. Um, so I actually really enjoy that again. But another thing I would watch afterward in terms of not not during. Um, then Sunday, moving on to Sunday, we have villains of the sequel trilogy. Uh, so Amy Ratcliffe sits down with Ian McDermott, uh, Palpatine, Circus, Andy Circus, Supreme Leader Snoke, and Gwendolyn Christie, Captain Phasma. Um, as they discuss their villainous roles in the final chapters of the Skywalker saga. Um, um, it'd be cool to listen to, but after how everything plays out with all of these characters, um, yeah, it just kind of mess. It just mess. It just completely ruined, um, ruined the the vibe. And this is something, yeah. and I think, and, and I think it it just it doesn't help that the one of the major issues I have with the sequel trilogy is the handling of the villains. Yeah. Um, and, it, um, I, and I'm so I think Palpatine shouldn't have come back. I mean, I think yeah. it, could, it could make sense on some levels if that's what you had literally. I think if you had explicitly or overtly hinted at in the in Force Awakens, fine, and it was built towards naturally, sure. But yeah. I think his return was so inorganic and unnatural in Rise of the Skywalker that nope. Um, I actually don't mind Supreme Leader Snoke. I don't mind him. I actually like having him die in The Last Jedi because I think, even though it was wasted in Rise of Skywalker, I think it gave Kylo the chance to be the real villain for 
the um, for the sequel trilogy if they were going to go in that direction and really set him up as his own character, not just another subservient and another Palpatine character. Like it gave us our main, you know, this antagonist, Kylo Ren, our other main character, the chance to really become the villain or the antagonist. Um, and they squandered that in my, and then they made it worse by making Snoke just a strand cast of Palpatine, right? Okay. So then, come yeah, so then completely is, he loses all agency. Even though I know he's supposed to have agency technically, he's not being controlled, it still loses his, he loses his agency. And then Phasma dies in The Last Jedi. If there's one thing I didn't like about The Last Jedi, and I actually really enjoy Last Jedi, like, I, I really, really like it. It's one of my favorites. Um, uh, Captain Phasma was a waste. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed on, on all counts. It's just, they just, none of them really hit in the way no. that I would hope they would. Me neither. Um, okay, so moving through this, behind the magic visual effects of Andor, uh, then Hyperspace Stories, Dark Horse Comics Returns, that's the Higher Public Adventures and other other series that are more all ages, only from Dark Horse. Uh, then there's a look back at Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's another one. That I would watch afterward because it's Human McGregor, Aiden Christensen, Indira Varma, Vivian Lyra Blair, and director Deborah Chow. So definitely a conversation I'd love to have because I did like um, Obi Wan Kenobi. I did, and and it has some really high points for me. Too bad um, Moses Ingram couldn't be in that. In that yeah, film. I would have. I would have really liked to to have her there because especially since her character is still alive. Yeah. Um. So you can hint at if you if she's there, she you know drop a little like cheeky hint that you'll see her somewhere else. Um, that would have been cool. Uh, Beyond the Spires, making of Tales from Galaxy's Edge, the VR game, which I loved, uh, is very cool. So, would suggest. Um, then there's the Star Wars cosplay competition, Funko Collect Across the Galaxy, Disney Parks, where Star Wars comes to life. So, I guess that would be another one that would be cool to watch after. Galaxy's Edge, as well as Galactic Star Cruiser. I would love to do Galactic Star Cruiser. Do I want to spend $5,000 on two No. Rides? No. Don't do that. Don't. I do won't. That. I won't. I won't. I won't. It's five thousand dollars. I won't. I won't. I'm telling you though, it's a very enticing experience. I just I, definitely don't think it's worth twenty five hundred dollars a night. Yeah, just and I and we're the biggest of Star Wars fans. Yeah, the biggest. I can't. I can't justify spending that. I much. can't. I can't see how they're. I don't know because you just don't even hear about it anymore. I hear nothing about Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going on it. Like, does anyone go to this? But I, I mean, I read the article every once in a blue moon about how this, whatever, but they're like press. Yeah. But like, are like people, like average people, like average yeah. people going to Galactic Star Cruiser uh, that aren't like in the, like people that like report on Star Wars or anything like, like just average, like a person on the street. Just spend five grand. Just drop five G's on no. Black Star Cruiser. No. If I got, if I want a trip, I go. That's about it. Um, the next panel is Lucasfilm Publishing Stories from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. This is another one that I'm really excited for. This is all new announcements, details, and reveals for a whole bunch of new titles that we'll get. High Republic, First Order, anything before or after all of our trilogies. This is books. You and I, we thrive off off the publishing. We do. We thrive off the publishing. Um, so I'm excited for that panel. I'm very excited. Um, okay, heading into Monday, um, as we're wrapping this up, there are some big ones on Monday, though. Um, first is the Bad Batch, so it's definitely going to be a look back at Season 2, for sure. Um, I can I can imagine, um, which, which will be good. 
enjoyable, especially if after you've seen it, and maybe a hint at what we'll see in season three. With you know, because those come pretty fast, we could get a, a a look at season three, like anything that they've recorded already or anything. Um, I think it's I think that's possible. Yeah, that would be incredible. I think it's possible. I think these are not like the live action shows. They're not taking two years to put together. Yeah, it could be very spoilery though for for very uh, very spoilery since it just ended. Very, they might be very yeah. careful with that. During the finale, they that'll be super spoilery. Yeah. Um, Marvel Comics presents Star Wars. Uh, their main line: the Star Wars, the Darth Vader line, the Doctor Aphra line, uh, the Bounty Hunters line. But I feel like that came to an end recently, or maybe I'm I'm imagining that. Um, then there's some other miniseries. We had a Kenobi miniseries last year. We had the Yoda miniseries that was going on. Yeah, Han yeah. and we had a Han Solo, a Han and Chewie series that was happening. So the occasional miniseries here and there. Plus, of course, the High Republic main comics, uh, the main comics in in all of the other um, miniseries are also there. So um, I'm again excited for new announcements. Maybe they move on. Like I I would think that maybe soon enough because there's only one year between five and six that the current Marvel comics, which are all like five to six volumes in, will be coming to an end soon. Um, in terms of uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they have something else lined up to, maybe they will start actually. Oh my God! Yeah, I could see them starting ongoing comics for after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, Take yeah. Their I main would be, I would do that. Start doing that pretty soon. Yeah, take all of their main series, and except for Darth Vader, obviously. Um, uh, spoiler alert, Darth Vader dies in Return of the Jedi. Um, Star Wars can go on. Dr. Aphra can go on. Um, but again, really, the main Star Wars line, and then you can introduce other books, but the main Star Wars line can just shift to after Return of the Jedi. Um, it, I would say maybe shift it to after Shattered Empire. Um, after that, those first initial like few adventures that they have, if you want to, um, but if but if they want to do it right at the start, like right after Return of the Jedi, they can. I mean, they um, can if they wanted to do that. I, it'll be interesting. Either way, I think I think it's a, they have a ton of stuff like the early years of the New Republic and that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Actually, I'm getting myself very excited at the fact that they have actually explore like the foundation of the New Republic. Yeah, and yeah. where what Luke starts doing and where he goes afterwards. Uh, yeah, where, yeah, how I, Han and Leia get together. Oh my god, I'm so on board. I got myself. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I'm st- I'm standing up now. <laughs> I got myself very hyped at the possibility. No, yeah, this is. I'm a, a thousand because we and we've talked about this era being the most interesting era th- that we want to see. So oh, I'm a hundred times more interested in this doing post Return of the Jedi stuff than the other kind of post New Hope and post Empire stuff. So I am very excited. I got myself very hyped. All right. Um, so I do have to wrap this up. Uh, I know I'm like rushing through this last part, so I apologize. Um, I do. We do have to wrap this up in this episode up in a few minutes. But I will say the last one besides the closing ceremony, which will be fun. Uh, the other last one I'm looking forward to is the Star Wars Visions Volume Two yes. um, panel, and that will have obviously a look at um, some of the shorts I think, and maybe a, playing a couple of them. Um, that so I definitely don't think we'll get to see that by the way dropped uh, or oh, yeah, no, we're not gonna see that. but um that is all of the filmmakers from the studios the new studios that will be doing season two which is our man cartoon saloon dart stasio uh, el guiri la cachette lucasfilm punk robux robot studio mirror trigger fish and 88 pictures um are the ones handling all of the shorts for season two so 
uh, volume two, I should say. So I am actually, I, I'm assuming you're excited also. Oh yeah, super excited. Um, can't wait for it. Love Visions volume, I guess volume one now. Yep. And um, looking forward to this one. So am I. I I I am very very much looking forward to it. I also love. I know we're doing completely different stories, but I wouldn't mind getting like a sequel or just another use of the character from the Village Bride. Um, just because I thought that was so good. I really loved the Village Bride episode. I have um, to rewatch that one. I did I remember liking it though. It's so good. Just I I I I would do like I know we did a visions episode. Um yeah. but I would love to do like a breakdown of that episode in particular because I think it's so good. But um all right, so I know I kind of rushed at the end there. I do have to like run off. Um, but that was our pre-celebration uh anticipatory recap, I guess. This is just, we're excited, man. Uh, we say this like every time we talk, but it's, there's just so much content. While we have a dearth of movies, we have so much others. There's so much. And next time, and next time we do the show, celebration will be over. Oh my God. The next time we do this show, we will have two new novels out, the middle grade novel and the adult novel in the higher public. Yep. We will have the end. By the time this show ends, probably. It will be by the time we have this show, the Mandalorian will have just finished. Um, celebration will have happened, so we'll have all of that news. So, in three weeks from now, because I anticipate that's when our next one will be. In three weeks from now, on April twentieth, we will Mandalorian's done. Two new novels are out that hopefully will probably be done with, and then we'll also have all of the stuff from Celebration. We'll have a whole new slate of Star Wars to look forward to and to talk about and to break down and discuss and to get excited over. So, we're going to have a ton of Star Wars to talk about and to keep having shows. I, I expect, I suspect a heavy, a heavy month and a half of shows after once we start up again. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, sir, uh, before I sign us off, where can people find you? Because this is not your only show. Yes, it is not. Yes. So I have another um, podcast or several podcasts that I do with my brothers called the New Generation Podcast Network. That's NU Generation Podcast Network. Uh, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're new Gen- NU Generation Media, New Generation Media on YouTube. So check us out. Heavily suggest the show. Mari and his brothers are actually just in- a ton of fun to listen to and a ton of fun. And I've been, it's been a while since I've been on the Imperial Broadcast, but also ton of fun talking yeah, there. So. Gonna get you <laughs> I, it'll happen one day. It'll happen. I am now back in Star Wars and all caught up for the most part. So it will happen. Um, that has been our episode for this week. As always, thank you for listening. We will be back in three weeks from now on April 20th talking. Well, a lot of a lot, a lot. We'll be talking a lot of Star Wars. Um, so I am. I, 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 yeah, I've just, I'm actually overwhelmed by the amount of Star Wars we're going to have. I'm just like, all of a sudden my mind started going to all the episodes we're going to be doing and planning that out. I am getting ahead of myself. As always, thank you for listening. We will see you next time and may the force be with you.